Welcome to Honorable Reprobates, the HR department for common sense. Hi, my name is Miguel and welcome to Honorable Reprobates. I call it uh, the HR department for common sense. I got two great guys with me. We got Juan and Nelson, but we're going to throw it over to Juan. Hey, how you doing? Uh, my name is Juan and um, another host on the show. You know, we talk about different things every week. Uh, you know, typically anything that's happened news uh, or around us in life in the past week. And uh, we also have Nelson with us. Take it away. I am Nelson, and I just am trying to go ahead and make common sense a thing again. Common sense is no longer common, and that's the only reason why. I think that ideas need to be spoken about out loud, and so that's why we're here. And now, a word from our uh, sponsors. Yeah. Today's show is brought to you by the pronouns he and she. And letters O and K. As in, it's okay to use the pronouns he and she. You brittle snowflakes. inspired by you as we were talking earlier uh you said the word sheeple and uh, instantly i thought of tom mcdonald you ever heard of him yeah yeah yes all right so yeah he came out with a new song called um it you know it's as usual pretty good i i like i like his stuff it's different you know he's he's actually doing what hip-hop was what was meant to be done with hip-hop I mean, hip hop was basically like news from the hood. You know, it, it's what it was. It was telling you things that were happening that weren't put out on the news or that people don't want to listen or don't want to know about. And they were putting it out there. Then in the 90s, something happened with hip hop that it kind of went the gangster rap, you know, trash way. And we are where we are now with that. But I digress. He talks about, you know, things that are going on nowadays um his verses are his stuff is solid here's here's my one little thing with him i in my head canon when this man is writing when he gets to the choruses there's a little eight-year-old girl sitting next to him and he just gives it to her and he goes go for it i don't know i mean look except for best rapper ever that one right. has a a, a a good chorus, but I mean, Fake Woke, again, that was the first song I ever heard of his. And mm-hmm. I'm listening to the verses, and I'm like, shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the <laughs> chorus comes in, and it's like, I, I just, I don't know, I imagine a little girl skipping, you know, and, and jumping rope while this is going. It's like, no, man, it's like, we got a tone set here. And now you're getting into the bouncy bouncy. But other than that, he's he's really good. I just wish the guy would, I mean, I know that 
there would probably be security concerns and all that. But, you know, I'd like to see the guy live. I mean, he seems like he has a lot of energy. He's got, you know, really good ideas. He, he comes up with a lot of good stuff. But, yeah, it, you know, yeah, the choruses. I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, the, Tom McDonald's a guy that I, I really do appreciate the work that he does because he does say a lot of the quiet stuff out loud, the stuff mm-hmm. that we all think about when it comes to the message that he's trying to put out with his music. Um, when it comes to the things that he's responding to, the, the events that occur that that um, that really call for somebody to stand up and, and speak. And you'll notice that the only place that we see Tom McDonald will be if you basically search for him on YouTube. They've basically tried to hide him because they realize that the more that he puts out there, the more that he speaks, the harder it's going to be for them to continue with their, with their woke message. There's a whole problem with Billboard. Uh, they they don't place them ever. Right, exactly what I'm talking about. They're they're doing their best to try to keep that uh, uh, mentality outside of the arts and outside of the the music industry and outside of the general public view. They would love to hide this from everybody, but the problem is that unfortunately, just like everything, the truth eventually comes out. Reality eventually comes out, and I definitely appreciate his music, and I. I I enjoy a lot of the stuff and I definitely laugh along with some of the things that he he says because it, it's it's difficult for the regular guy like us to come out and say some of these things mm-hmm. without fear. He puts it all out there. You know, he's like, hey, you know, I, I've, I've had my problems. I almost wrecked my life. You know, I work I, I, again, best rapper ever. I mean, I don't care who you are and, and maybe not about being the best rapper ever, but who hasn't had that conversation with themselves at least a hundred times? Correct. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a very human song, you know, Um, everything else is a lot more, you know, he interweaves what's going on in culture nowadays with, you know, stuff that he's been challenged with in life. And uh, that, that's what I think really makes him stand out. And unfortunately, he's not talking about hoes and houses and boats and more hoes and, you know, popping caps in people's asses so that they're not interested in promoting him or, you know, little Nas X. I mean, teenagers. I I used to work at a place with teenagers and I asked them, you know, and they were listening to hip hop all the time. I'm like, hey, man, little Nas X, is that that, that really a thing or is that just like MTV pushing him? You know, first of all, kids nowadays, MTV is like whatever. You know, they got they got YouTube. They don't need they don't need MTV. But well, they've removed. Oh, that was like thirty years ago, man. Right. Thirty years ago, they just uh, oh, we'll just in real world ad nauseum. You know. Right. Um, I was gonna say um, <laughs> that Houdini song was so influential that even back then, early on, Genesis in a song ripped off that laugh. Right. Phil Collins was doing that laugh in a in a song called Mama. And he uh, as much as sorry hey, about that. there you are. And he as much as <laughs> said that he just ripped off he, he did it because he heard it on that Houdini song and he liked it. So he Phil Collins did it in as part of the chorus in in uh, in the song Mama. Except right. it sounded so a little more sinister but you know 
Right. But but yeah, well, it was it was uh, the same style, you know. So he was influential I, even in the beginning. And now, a word from our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Mail Fraud. Do you ever wonder what to do about mail fraud? Well, we can help. Just get an envelope, put a dollar in it, and send it to one one two. Hey yo, yo, hey yo, his name is Miguel, and he raps so swell. Well, not exactly swell enough to get signed or anything like that to a label. But yo, his name is Miguel. So this week, guys, uh, I put something together on paper, so I have my thoughts organized. I call it uh, Strong Men and Weak Men. Patriotism is supporting your country all the time, and your government when it deserves it. Mark Twain said that. I taught my boys that their priorities in life are God, family, and country, and that order is important because... I'm creating strong men. A strong man doesn't mean physical strength, though that's okay. A strong man thinks for himself and is not tempted to take the easy way out. A strong man knows when to hold back and when to push the issue. I'll let everyone in on an open secret. Professional politicians, all of them, and the mainstream media will be the downfall of Western civilization. There's a perception that big business is what corrupts politicians and thus erodes our freedoms. Big business is not the white knight here. I'm not saying that. If you have a big business, so if you have business in general and you want to eliminate the competition, the easiest way to do that is by changing the rules so only you win. When children played outside cowboys and Indians and if one clearly shot the other but uh, that the one that got shot wants to cheat uh, you know the shooter says I shot you and then the cheater would say I've got a force field and then keep on playing for a child that's okay for our government officials it's sadly the status quo and it's not okay it's the job of the federal government to be the referee and that's the job and it's the media uh, that their job is to be the sunlight on what the government is doing kind of being a check and balance on what they do. Both institutions have lost their way and it's our fault. We need to bring back the citizen servant and do away with the professional politicians. Professional politicians have no skin in the game. They only live to serve themselves and the people that finance their hunger for power. The media is a different problem altogether. The internet and talk radio were chipping away at the media's monopoly but Sadly, tech giants like Facebook and, and Google, and, you know, pretty much everybody has rolled over and showed their bellies just to, to allow the federal government to shut down dissent. The only way to change the media's narrative is to create our own and be persistent. If we start local, hopefully it goes regional and then national. To conclude, we need to break the cycle of strong and weak men. Every man should know these words to be true. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. And weak men create hard times. 
I'll throw it to you guys. Uh, what do you think? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take a first stab at this here. The um, fact is that I have the conversation on a regular basis with people when it comes to politicians. There's something that I've found to be true, and that's that if there are a set of problems, which I claim to be able to repair, I claim to be able to fix these problems, but my job the fact that I get paid, my ability to create, my, be able, my ability to keep my own power is dependent on those problems existing. Why on God's green earth would I ever repair those problems? Wouldn't yep. I want those problems to drag, out, to drag out as long as humanly possible? Wouldn't I want to continue dragging that out, especially knowing that I have no set term limit? I have no time to wait, no time to, 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 to hurry through to get this job done because I can continue running for an office ad nauseum. I can run for that office until I pass away. And even if I lose that next election, what's the difference? What's the difference? Because either way, I've got my life, my lifetime pension now given to me by the government, by the people of the United States of America, because they trusted me to do a job that I did not do. That is the problem that I see when it comes to our government and it comes to our politicians. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm 100% on everything here. Um you know, you have you have again, yeah, you have parties that are in the business of having problems and then off problems that they for the most part began with their good intentioned laws. Um and and they if they may they know. I mean, look, uh let's go back to uh, when Obamacare was passed. The current Speaker of the House, which was then in her first tenure as Speaker of the House, looked into a camera and with a straight, well, it's that, that, that dis- insincere smile she has all the time, but looked into the camera and seriously said, we have to vote for this before it's in it. How the second that happened, the people of San Francisco didn't start a recall effort. Just shows you, you know, first of all, how, how crampy the, uh, the constituency is in her district second of all the fact that this woman felt comfortable at that point in time in 2008 2010 when was it uh, 2009 yeah around there right yeah uh to say that no wonder they're they're saying now no wonder when nancy pelosi is called on insider trading She's like, no, well, you know, we're part of America. So we, you know, we, it's the free market, right? Uh, we have, a, you know, the right to participate too. And it isn't just her. There's a Dan Crenshaw. That yes. stooge. What a, mm-hmm. dude. I mean, th- there, was, there was a point where I thought, man, this guy would make a good president. Not no more. And actually, already, a, a, you know, since like the first or second time, actually since the second or third time he was on, he was on Joe Rogan that he talked about uh, red flag laws. I'm like, Oh, that that's, that's your first red. That's your first strike, bro. And then he put up, then he, then he voted for funding for a database of people that have been vaccinated for COVID their strike too. And then when he got called out on, uh, on, on insider trading and his answer was, well, how are we supposed to get ahead if we don't, you know, if we don't invest, Dude, you're not wow. you're not in there to get ahead. You're not in there to get ahead. You're in there to serve the people. 
just like you served right. the people in the army and you lost your eye. What do you think that now you're entitled? Well, I lost my eye. It's worth a fortune, right? You know, right. not unless you can see Russia all the way from here with that eye. Is that worth it? That you get to make yourself rich, talk a lot, you know, talk a big game about being one of the new Republicans. Nah, nah. You know, as as George Carlin said, you're not cool. You're chilly. And Chile ain't ever been cool. <laughs> you know, I mean, just yeah. these, again, both sides, both sides, because, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 you let's say you go in there with good intentions and you really want to help your constituents and you really want to make a difference for the country. And then you get the free parking and you get, hey, let me let me buy you lunch. And then, hey, let me buy you dinner. Hey, here's some tickets to uh, whatever events I know you like, <clears throat> you know, and and. And then before you know it, you're calling your spouse. Hey, uh, there's a law going for a v- for a credit card companies. Uh, buy a bunch of stock on v- in Visa. Yeah, yeah. And it's like yeah. they're entitled to it. They there were not one. Yeah. There were two. There were three laws going through Congress concerning insider trading while in con or concerning stock trading while in Congress. Dead, dead, dead. I got a couple of quick points on that, actually. My my thing also is, how much is the pay of a senator, congressperson, commissioner? These people all make less than $100,000 a year, mostly. If you get into the higher echelons of Senate and you're part of XYZ committee, et cetera, you're probably making $150,000 a year on the books. How is it possible that a person who is making $65,000, $75,000 locally in a small government as far as a county here in the state of in the, in the state of florida or, or wherever else how is it possible that these commissioners can go into office as a working class person and come out multi-millionaires short and- answer i got a short answer for you they get expense accounts they get an expense budget and to do events and so there's all that money can just slither on out and they can just, oh, this is a consultant. This is a this. This is a that. I mean, we've seen this before in, in many governments where they're all of a sudden they're bilking, you know, they, they, they've been siphoning millions of dollars into their own personal accounts and spending their, their the, the city's money that was allotted to them to go do trips and cruises by cars, you know, whatever. You know? And, and, another, and another quick point. It's amazing to me that let's say the three of us were all county employees or city employees or or federal employees, the three of us couldn't sit here and go, you know, I think the three of us deserve a 30% raise and just go ahead and give it to ourselves. We can't do that, but they can. They can sit there and during a budget meeting talk about how they deserve a 30% raise and they get it because it's them voting for it. We don't have a say in it. And that is disgusting. That's a great racket if you can get into it. That's exactly it. You know, uh, you know. Exactly. There's a movie. There's a movie by uh, Eddie Murphy, The Distinguished Gentleman. Any of you ever see it? Long time yeah, ago. Uh, what's his character's name? Is Jeff- yeah, Jefferson Davis, and and he just like cons his way. He, he basically gets in because people were just used to voting for the former Jefferson Davis, and um, basically uh, they just voted for a dead guy, and they got him. And there's there's a scene in it 
where there's like one guy uh, played, I forget his name, but he played, he was on, in the show Rock. He played Rock. He was an alien. Right. Um, anyway, um, he's, he's like one of those, the good, one of the good ones. And he's trying to get an ethics bill passed and the main bad guy craps on it and he comes yelling at the dude that, you know, Washington, D.C. isn't about coming here and serving the people and passing laws anymore. It's just about being here. And he walks out and it's like there was so much stuff in that movie. This is in the 90s. This is in the 90s. Yeah, it was 92. in the 90s. And it was the same crap's happening now. Yeah, it was in 1992. Uh, his name was uh, the name of the character was Thomas Jefferson Johnson, right? And uh, Jeff, Jeff Johnson, and the, the name you know, and Charles Dutton is the guy that played Elijah Hawkins, who was the yes. the good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that movie was yeah rings very true about the about people people go there with supposed good intention. You know, once you wet your beak, I mean, is it you? These people are human beings. Yeah. Few of them have the courage, like, well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to look to the other side. Tulsi Gabbard recently. You know, not only did she quit, she served a certain number of terms as a congresswoman. She ran for president, didn't make it. Big surprise with the Democrat Party. They they curate their candidates. There's never going to be a Trump in the Democrat Party. But, um, you know, she she you got to hand it to her. I don't agree with a lot of her stuff. She talks the talk and she walks the walk. You know, she, hey, I yeah. dig this. In fact, when she first started by resigning from the Democratic, uh, you know, from Democratic Party, she was in the, she was in the committee, you know, she was big in, in the party and she went ahead and, and resigned from that. She did her terms while she was running for president. She did not run for reelection. And I mean, I, this, you know, the big statement she made, you know, was about as shocking as George Michael coming out of the closet. But, <laughs> you know, well, you know, it's like, well, duh, you're not in the Repu- in the Democrat Party anymore. They don't want you there. You can't seem to say anything nice about them anymore. Right. You know, of course, you're not a Democrat anymore. But the point is, no. the gesture was made. And, and it, it's and, and on top of that, she was urging who have seen what's going on with their party get out and you know what they don't have to right. vote republican they don't vote democrat i don't care if these exactly. people green party green but it will take votes away from the democrats i got no problem with that and we don't have a problem with people that sponsor us and now a word from our sponsors today's show is brought to you by conspiracy theorists or is it? His name is Nelson! So I didn't come prepared. I, uh, I figured I'd listen to what we were talking about here and then try to think of what it was specifically that I would like to conversate on. And I guess from what I've been thinking this whole time, I've been standing in this room now, pacing back and forth, kind of punching the air, kind of like a, a prize fighter getting ready for this conversation. The fact is, is that I think if I had to title what I have to say, I would call it 
I'm too blind to hear this conversation. There are people out there who we all love, dear friends of ours, people who we have grown up with, people who we have discussed politics in the past with. And apparently since uh, a certain time period, I would call it the Obama era. From then moving this way, everyone has become either blind or deaf to the other side. Nobody wants to sit down and actually look at what's going on in the real world. Why would they go ahead and have a vote on something specific? And then behind that vote, or in front of that vote, I should say, they create a smokescreen. So during the Trump era, we saw it with impeachment. Impeachment became a big thing when they wanted to pass a budget without anybody knowing that they were going to spend trillions of dollars on their own pet projects. Had nothing to do with anything that was going on that was worthy of our attention as Americans in their view. There were things that were going on that, that were smokescreens in general. And then you have the people who I'm talking about, the, the friends, the loved ones, the people who we would probably give our shirts off of our backs to, the people that we love dearly because they've been with us for so long. They've been our friends forever. And yet when you sit there and you tell them a different point of view from what their, their gods have told them, their Democrat gods have told them is the truth according to them, they can't see your opinion anymore. The idea of agreeing to disagree is no longer valid with these people. There was a time where perhaps you could agree or disagree with them on a movie. Oh, I didn't like that movie, oh, but I loved it. Perfect example, Avatar. Avatar is a movie that was one of the biggest box office uh, uh, bombshells. It made so much money off of this movie. Yet when I saw it, all I saw were eight-foot-tall smurfs. It made no sense to me. I thought the movie was terrible. And I apologize to anybody who does think that it's a great movie, but I think it's a worthless film. Because I've seen that movie several times before. I've seen that movie. It's like watching Pocahontas as uh, starring Papa Smurf. To me, it makes no difference, that film, in the general vast uh, uh, array of films that are out there. So many movies that are so much better throughout the years. Even films that we could quite arguably say are on the other side of the fence from our, from our politics. And I think those movies are great. But this movie in particular, I hated it. And when I bring up the fact now that I hate that film to this person that I'm speaking of specifically, it'll start a political argument. Because apparently the idea that I hate a film that has so much to do with saving the environment and being about Greenpeace and being about all of these lofty ideas that we have thrown at us on a regular basis, apparently I want the world to die in a radiation blast or something because I don't like this movie. This is the kind of thing that go through these people's minds. It doesn't make any sense anymore. There is no common sense anymore. When you sit there and you tell a person that I choose because they're my body, my, my choice doesn't fit in anything that's outside of their view of the way that it should be. So if I decide that because it is my body and it is my choice and because my soul is comfortable with the idea of death now at this age, after having three children and getting to this point where I am now, I'm okay with not taking an experimental medication that could have an effect on my health. I'd prefer to go ahead and allow my immune system, which was created by God or by nature, however you'd like to see it, 
my immune system is able to go ahead and fight for itself. I don't need a, sup a supplement to my immune system because my immune system is strong. It's robust. I work in a very dirty place. My body has been through many illnesses since I've been here. I'm fairly certain that my body can make it. But to be told that the reason why I don't want to take this medication is because I am a conspiracy theorist. Uh, welcome to the dark side. Anger is not even the beginning of what it is that I feel being told that I'm a conspiracy theorist. When you explain to people like that, that you've been up at night, scratching your head, trying to figure out how it is that you're going to try to make sure your kids stay healthy, that you're going to make sure that your child who happens to be in the military, who's 3,000 miles away from you, you want to make sure that that child is going to be able to bear children in the future, that you want to make sure that, that child's not going to die on you because they end up with myocarditis or any of these other problems. When you explain to them these things, they still want to say to you, you believe in Donald Trump. What does Donald Trump have anything to do with me doing my research on my own? Finding out from people like Robert Malone, Dr. Robert Malone, who invented the mRNA vaccine. Finding out from people like him that this is not a vaccine. This is not a drug that is going to help anybody. It's not. In the long run, there is no proof, there is no study, there is nothing to say that when they say that these drugs prevented millions of deaths, millions, but I'd like to know, how do they know? How don't they know that those millions of people going through the illness would have survived anyways? Perhaps a little bit worse for wear at the beginning, but in the long run, their immune systems now know what that is. It's kind of like having the Jehovah's Witness knock on your door. When you see that same person walking down the street, you now know to close up your windows and no longer answer the door because you're not going to get stuck for the next four hours talking about the Bible. It's the same thing that your body does with illnesses. It does it on its own. It's a beautiful thing. God gave us this. We can use this. It's just the washing of the hands, the antibacterials, the, all that stuff. All we're doing is preventing our immune system, our natural body, from being able to do what it does. And yet, <laughs> I'm the conspiracy theorist when I say that I'd rather deal with it. No, my friend, here's the problem. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. You are afraid of death. You are afraid of death because your soul isn't right, because you haven't accepted God. You haven't accepted your life as it is. You don't have anything to live for or to live beyond. I do. I have three children. I hope that I'll have grandchildren. And I, I think that even having grandchildren will give me that, that love of life that I can go on and, and be okay with the natural process. I am no conspiracy theorist. I never have been. I am a person who likes to read, who likes to understand who likes to have my own ideas and my own perceptions on everything that happens in this life. And I take it as a personal offense. I take it as a smack in my face that a person who I love, a person who I would give everything to if he needed it, would insult me in that manner. Hmm. Wow. Fear's a, yeah. a motivator to 
do the rational things, you know? Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, people were being told something. They were being told something by a, supposedly authoritative sources. Why shouldn't I trust the government? This is literally their job. This is like, I've seen the movies. This is when they move in. And, you know, and, and that's one of the problems with the vaccine. People are used to that. Oh, uh, you know, like the, the TV show where it's a small town and a unexplained plague goes through. And same time in 44 minutes, the town doctor comes up with a cure before the attractive main character is about to die from it. And, and people, I mean, you, you, you've all seen the videos of everybody when the vaccine came out. I was like, oh, yes, we're going to be able to take it. And we're not going to, it gets in us and it's just going to die. We're not going to transmit it. We can go back to normal as long as we keep taking boosters periodically for, you know, infinitum. But, you know, it, that's not reality. Right. It's not reality. Reality is what we have now. We have a bunch of people who are dying of unexplained reasons. I mean, sudden adult death syndrome? Come on. Right. Come on. My, my other thing about this is also, you know, when, we, when we're discussing the, um, the path in which we've gotten here. I, I don't know. I mean, I think the three of us are all old enough to have gotten smallpox vaccines. If the three of us were in a room, shoulder to shoulder, back to back, stomach to back, however you want to put it. If we were all in that room and it was hermetically sealed and we were breathing each other's air, and if everybody in that room with the exception of us three had smallpox, the three of us would still not have smallpox after. Mm -hmm. And we got those vaccines at birth. But they want to change the, the, the definition of what a vaccine is and they want to change the reasoning behind it. And even, you know, it's the, the sad part is that when you, when I tell him or I tell anybody, any of these people who are vaccinated, listen, you got vaccinated. You choose to believe that information. You choose to go with what they're telling you. I can't blame you. That's okay. You did it. It's, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe we all get to heaven and there's going to be two sides. It's going to say Jews and everybody else. And then the, God's going to say, Jews, sorry, you had it wrong. Everybody else, come on in. We don't know. That's what it boils down to. We have no idea what's going to happen. We have to make decisions. We have to make decisions, and they have to be based on what we decide and what we feel our body is ready to do. If we were to go out one weekend, maybe I take an aspirin, and it's no problem for me. Maybe you take an aspirin, and it destroys your stomach. Maybe we're about to go out, and we have a... Uh, a, a, a glass of uh, vodka and Red Bull and a bump. And that bump might put me in the hospital. But you guys have a fantastic weekend. This is the human body. It is part of the human experiment. Even so, my Hello? doctor, who won't... Yeah. Can you... Oh, okay. I got, I yeah. got quiet and then... Sorry, because I was disconnected. But I, um, I definitely... Uh, uh, one, one, I saw a movie recently... And maybe you guys might know this quote, but I thought it was a pretty smart quote uh, or a pretty smart line. You're already dead. You're dead from the moment you're born. If you can accept that, you can accept anything. Right. And I just thought it was like, it was so cool. It was, uh, I never saw the movie. It's a movie that's, that's from 2012. Uh, it's called Savages. It was done by Oliver Stone. 
And uh, I thought, what the heck, let me see an Oliver Stone movie. And, uh, and it was, you know, pretty cool. Like, you know, the guy, that character is like a, a, a realist, you know. Uh, he's like uh, one of the other lines from him is, you know, grow up, Ben, you know, whatever, talking to his friend. You don't change the world, it changes you, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, definitely um, when it comes to, I, I, you know, listen, the, the, the founding fathers were, you know, just so smart about the whole thing that they realized, it's like, there's so many things that we can argue about. But if you just get to those, uh, because of, of John Locke and, and these other philosophers that they listened to at the time, if you get to those inalienable rights, you know, it doesn't matter if you believe in God or not. It doesn't matter anything else. It's true that everybody wants the, uh, the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? I mean, it's, it's, these things are, are, are so fundamental, whether you're living in a hut somewhere or you're living in a city. It's like, you know, you want to be able to live your life without having some sort of king or some sort of, you know, government or external force telling you how to live your life. I mean, plain and simple. And there are certain things that, that you know, all government is, right? And this, this goes back to my, my one of the greatest educations in government was through Neil Bortz, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he, like all government is, is a bunch of people got together and they made the rules so that everybody, you know, and everybody agrees to them, basically. Everybody, you know, what they call the social contract now, right, mm-hmm. is, is basically everybody's made these rules and everybody agrees to, to live by them. You know, that's the way the, the whole representative republic works, you know, where it's not really democracy because democracy, just like Neil would say, is, is mob rule. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't. We're not out there with a bunch of, of pitchforks and, you know, torches and stuff chasing people around. We wrote down the rules. If you mess up the rules, then there's going to be whatever the consequences are. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and if, the whole beginning of it is, is that to be at the beginning of it is the whole right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. If anybody gets in the way of that, then, you know, there should be a law or whatever to fix that, you know, basically that's what it comes down to. So, you know, we're all about, you know, I know we're all about freedom here. And I think that's what it comes down to is that when you understand what freedom actually is, then, you know, you understand how the government is not living up to the promise that they made, you know, when, when this country first started. All right. Well, I think uh, we're, we're good on our, on our time. Um, I think we'll go ahead and, uh, and I guess end for here. Uh, but I think we've had a a pretty good, actually focused conversation, which I think is great. Good. Um, anybody else have any thoughts? Uh, yeah, yeah. Good thing you didn't come prepared, Nelson. Yeah, (laughs) that was good. That was good. That was good, man. That was good. I, I, I think I need to go and take a, uh, relaxer now. And, yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go have dinner. I think I'll have myself a beer. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Miller Highlight. It is, after all, the champagne of beers. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, at least that's what Sounds they good. say. You know, 
then again, Budweiser's the king of beers, and uh, mm, I don't think so, man. No, awesome. All right, have a, have a great one, guys. HR is closed. We will see you later.